You're listening to Lessons from the Boardroom, a business podcast with Kevin Minton, CEO of Chief Executive Boards. Hey, I'm Kevin Minton, and welcome to our podcast. I'm really excited about our guest today because you're going to hear from someone who is leading a technology company and is extremely big on research and product development. Our guest today is Mike Thoreau, who founded Spectrum Technologies in Chicago, Illinois, 33 years ago, with a vision to bring measurement technology to the agricultural industry. Spectrum is a company which uh, help those who grow what we eat and, and turf managers to maintain the best playing conditions on a golf course or a sports field. Mike has always had a passion for developing and marketing new technology. And for uh, the several years that I've known him, uh, he, he's constantly talking about research and development and bringing new products to the market. Mike and his wife are residents of Chicago, uh, Illinois, uh, but if I know him, he's probably going to be spending more time at their home in uh, either Naples, Florida, or Michigan. I know Mike is also an avid golfer, and it probably plays well given the type of business that he's in. So please join me in welcoming our good friend to the show, Mr. Mike Thoreau. Mike, uh, let's get right into it. And, and if we can, uh, I'd like to ask you uh, if, if you might just share a little background about yourself prior to starting at Spectrum Technologies. It's good to be with you, Kevin, and, and to be a part of this podcast of my, my uh, first journey. But uh, I was uh, fortunate. I grew up on a farm, one of uh, four boys. The farm was like uh, 30 minutes just west of O'Hare Airport. And it was a livestock and grain farm. And uh, as a kid growing up, I was fortunate to discover that really what I enjoyed about the farm was the machinery. Nothing better than getting off a, uh, a bus and getting on a, on a tractor seat. That made for a good day. And back in the day, we had lots of IH equipment, International Harvester. So that was kind of in my blood. And so as I, in my later years in high school, uh, you know, I had a vision that, you know, go off to college, get an education, and go to work for International Harvester. And that all came to be. And so, uh, yeah, the journey of about 13 or 14 years with International Harvester was, uh, you know, a great experience, a lot of lessons learned, met a lot of good people, and learned so much from the people that I was around. And actually, the last uh, three or four years, I worked out of uh, World Headquarters in downtown Michigan Avenue, where I was the marketing manager on planting and seeding equipment for North America. And so that was a thrill. IH was one of the Dow Jones 30 in the day. And so my rapid journey uh, up the corporate ladder was kind of unique. But as I look back, uh, what contributed to a lot of my success was just the love of the industry and wanting to be a sponge for knowledge, always learning. And it was really that knowledge of the trends of the industry, the pain, the struggles of the industry that created a lot of clarity to, you know, how we could, you know, who's going to bring what solutions to help advanced agriculture. And so anyway, uh, then the merger took place with Case IH, and now we're kind of a hybrid. At that point in time, I was uh, pursuing an MBA uh, following a vision to bring measurement technology to agriculture. So uh, it was uh, an interesting transition to go from 
working in a large corporation to being the only person in the office as wow, I started the spectrum. Like a, yeah, it, it sounds like you, you kind of had it in your blood from uh, from a very early age. Uh, and it's amazing that you've gone through all of these years doing something uh, that you've been passionate about. And uh, you, you kind of led up to, to this point of where you uh, had started started Spectrum. So, so just tell us a little bit about that journey. Where, you know, what was it that, how was it that you got started with Spectrum technology? How did you make that leap? How did you uh, come up with the idea of, of Spectrum technology? And so it was a vision, you know, to bring some simple measurement technology, maybe measuring weather. That's always relevant. How much did it rain? Did we get close to a frost last night? And uh, or measuring maybe soil compaction, nutrients, and so on and so forth. So that was kind of the high-level vision. And then it was a question of where could I find these products? And so back then, that was, of course, well before the Internet. So it wasn't you could do a search engine. So you go to the library and you look into magazines, you know, for scientific instrumentation and look for the simpler meters or instruments that, you know, I could reposition, repackage uh, as a solution or a product for the agricultural industry. So for, yeah, for the first 12 to 15 years, it was, uh, and I was fortunate. Right off the get-go, we put together an exclusive uh, distribution arrangement with Minolta. Uh, Minolta had a meter. Of course, they had copiers back in the day, and they had color measurement uh, devices and technology. But they developed a meter for the Ministry of Agriculture in Japan to measure the greenness of uh, rice, a blade of rice, just a handheld meter that you would clamp onto the leaf. And so it could also work for corn. And so I went out to Ramsey, New Jersey, and uh, and, and, uh, tried to sell them on the story of us being their marketing arm to all of agriculture, you know, particularly to the universities and so forth. And we did that deal. So that gave us a product there. And then a companion uh, kind of set of products was Hariba of Japan. And we executed that through their U.S. operation in Irvine, California, which brought us a meter to measure the pH or the nitrate, nitrogen, or the potassium of soil or tissue. And again, we got an exclusive agreement to do the distribution because we were not only the distributors, but we were the uh, the ambassadors, you know, the ones to uh, interact with the universities to do the research on the application of these meters and establishing the guidelines. So those two relationships, you know, and, and having worked in corporate America, I knew how to communicate to these people and really sold them on the story. I can be an extension. Spectrum can be an extension of your company where we can do the focus on agriculture. And it played out very well. Well, obviously uh, it, it did because you're, you're still in business 33 years uh, later. And obviously, you, you've seen a lot during that time, Mike. And so over, over 33 years, I, I've got to imagine that you've gone through some, you know, some different things, some ups and downs, some obstacles and hurdles. And I just want to ask, what's the biggest challenge that you have faced as the CEO and, and owner of Spectrum uh, up until this point? So in, in the most recent years, like let's just say the last 10 years, it's been about, you know, 
growing the company by developing the management team, you know, the, the head of sales and marketing, the head of product development, uh, the head of operations as we brought more and more of the manufacturing part of it in. And so the role that's been the most difficult one is the uh, the role of the head of sales and marketing. And and as I look back, you know, kind of looking back through the rear view mirror to, to, to understand why we had so many talented people that didn't work out. I mean, not even close to working out. It seems to look like a story where these were, you know, really, really solid. In some cases, they were stars in corporate America with well-established companies that were not necessarily in the technology sector, but they were in a business unit, you know, that was successful, been around for years, and they're tweaking it, refining it, and bringing in, you know, new features and benefits via technology or what have you. But at Spectrum, every part of the day, the week, almost 24 by 7, is it's a lot more complex because our customers are within all of agriculture, kind of as you cited, turf grass, wine grape growers, vegetable growers, and now cannabis and hemp. And so our products are a different solution for each of these crops. And so there's a different messaging of why and what it will do for them. And so it's not simple. And so you've got to really be on your feet all the time and thinking about, you know, where to prioritize your focus. And and today, half of the business is international. But, uh, you know, it's been interesting that and disappointing and challenging that that role has been the biggest challenge I faced. Even as recent as this past February, I had to let the VP of sales and marketing go that I hired last uh, October. Well, that that can be a difficult position uh, in most any company. I mean, it's it's as an owner, too, it's it's a difficult position to sort of let go of. Uh, as, as you're trying to grow your company, but uh, I, I know that trying to find the right person with the right skill set and you know, have them fit in, you know, culturally and and uh, check all the boxes, it, it's it's always a difficult situation. Uh, a lot of times, how how did you, you know, over time, how how have you figured this out, Mike? How how have you overcome this situation? Have have you found the solution yet? It seems like. Um... Yes, we have, and partly. And so about a month and a half ago, I had a person reach out to us who had a very strong experience base in the sales process, because I knew that's what was missing. You know, from the days when I started the company, and I'd spend three to four hours a day on the phone doing telemarketing and working out the presentation. And, and and the offer and getting asking for the order. And there's been a, an absence of that for lots of years. But anyway, I was fortunate that uh, I hired a guy who his passion is all about the sales process and the structure of it and what a productive day should look like. And so he's focused on the domestic team. And so anyway, as you might expect, he's getting quite a bit of pushback. But he, you know, very patient guy, very methodical guy, keeps repeating what, why we're going to make a change, what it's going to do for you, and how you're going to be a part of the process in making these changes. And so little by little, he's starting to get traction. And then he also brought in a couple of new people. One in particular used to work for him in his former company that was one of his sales stars. 
So that takes that part of it off my shoulders, the domestic business. I'm working with uh, our international people that report directly to me, but that one, you know, is still in need of, you know, somebody to be their coach, their manager, and their the person that holds them accountable. So it sounds like you may have figured out the formula here for your sales manager uh, position uh, and, and, and somebody who gets it from a process standpoint. What, you know, after, after all these years of going through the trials and errors, uh, Mike, what, what is it that, that you take away from, from that experience? You know, if you had to do it over again, what, what key learnings uh, do you take away? You know, what I realized in this person, not only did he have a passion for the sales process, he, in a similar way, discovered a passion for learning, right? Which you you should always be. I mean, even at my age, there's so much more to learn. And so that's something that gets you up in the, in the day because it's what you can learn about the industry and where new technology can become a solution. And so... Uh, and so the next major opportunity is really is to get somebody to, this guy will perhaps transition into managing the international sales team at the first of the year. And we've talked about that. So that would give us somebody who who's the their coach, their manager, and their challenge point partner. But yeah. this individual, I've never seen an individual who came from outside of our industry who is such a quick learner for agriculture, whether it's sports turf, NFL stadium, um, wine grapes, you know, he gets it the first time. He writes it up in the messaging that his people will be using in their sales pitch. And so anyway, and I, I'm, it seems like he's been with me six and seven months. He's already done so much. And, and you know what? And he comes in my office six, seven times a day with ideas. For interaction. The people that precede him seldom ever came in. Yeah. It sounds like you've got somebody who uh, who just has a passion for wanting to learn uh, and, and doesn't, you know, he didn't come into it thinking that he knew it all. He probably had the skill set for processes, but learning your industry, learning yeah. what works, what doesn't work, those kind of things, that interaction, that engagement is probably what uh, it sounds like has accelerated his, uh, his his ability to perform, and so, um, it, it, you know, now that you've now that you've learned this, this this might could be something that could possibly translate in, in future hires uh, as well. So we've we've talked about Mike, maybe your your biggest challenge that you've faced so far, and sort of how you have overcome that and and worked through it, and the lessons that you have learned up to this point. Let's talk a little bit about. Some some of your success. What's been your biggest success uh, up to this point? And so we uh, we made a transition from essentially being a master distributor of other people's products. You know, when I started the company, Hariva, Minolta, and others. And then uh, in the late '90s, we started developing some of our own products with an engineer about an hour away, who would design and then manufacture that. And and that was a difference maker. It helped us significantly improve our gross profit margins, the margins on our products, because they were not only proprietary, but they were unique. And so we could price them to have good margins. But more importantly, uh, seven or eight years ago, we brought all the product development in-house. So we have 
Of the 42, 43 employees, 11 are in product development. So the company spends about 15% of our revenue on research and development, like you said in the introduction. And so really, that aspect is really kind of buffered and healed over some of our challenges with the sales model, the sales process, that our products have been, to a large degree, well-accepted, well-adopted in the market. And so if we can get this sales process, that sales model, working at a higher level, you know, it, it speaks for lots of optimism about what the future could look like to continue to leverage our knowledge, you know, and particularly grow internationally. In China, India, where they got to figure out how to feed more and more of these of this growing population and so forth. So it, it gives us a lot of optimism. The... Um... The success you've had, Mike, I, I would attribute to, and as you heard me mention at the beginning of the podcast, how you have such a passion for research and development, and you dedicate so much of your budget towards research and development. What what was it that uh, sort of, you know, led you to come up with, hey, we're, we're going to say this is going to be our area of focus. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna focus on research and development. That's led to diversity of product line in, in, your, in your business, which I've got to believe has really helped you to weather some of the storms. Uh, and, and so if, if I could, could, could you just kind of trace back and identify, you know, what sort of led you there? What's, what's contributed to that success? Sure. And so, if, you know, first of all, a lot of people, when they understand and, and have an awareness of how broad our product line is and and the number of awards we've gotten and so on and so forth, the first thing they think of is, well, Mike's an engineer. Now, this Mike is not an engineer. I'm first and foremost a salesperson, but it's that sales experience and more importantly, the relationships that you know you garner and achieve over the years and the knowledge that you get from those people about what a day in their life is like and what their challenges are, you know whether it's water conservation or, for example, a golf course superintendent and meeting the expectations of the uh, the golfer, particularly at the professional level. That's very, very stressful for them. Or keeping the grass alive in the heat of the summer when they have to go out and hand water the greens. And how do they know that their people are doing a good enough job? Because if they lose the green, they get fired tomorrow. So there's a tremendous amount of stress. So it's understanding and and always learning about what keeps these people up at night and how, if we had a solution that our product development team could create, that's what keeps me going, keeps me young. (laughs) Well, Mike, you've been very successful at it for a long time. uh, So I'm going to ask you sort of uh, a hypothetical here, You, you know, for somebody to be successful for 33 years of founding a company and taking it to where you have taken Spectrum Technologies, what, what is it that you believe makes owners, business leaders successful while others may tend to struggle? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like I was reading today, particularly family-owned businesses, and a very, very small percent of them will last 100 years, which means they last through a couple of generations, Right. And it's not that a family-owned business has to be passed on through, you know, the the sons or the daughters, but that that name still exists as a standalone entity, but that maybe other people come in and play key 
roles and management and growing the company and so forth. So, you know, as, as I look out over the future, I still have that love for learning. But, you know, a good day for me is when I get a chance to share with others, you know, the vision of where the opportunities are for Spectrum globally and in what crop sectors and how our products can be a solution to making somebody's day a lot easier and so forth. But to, you know, rely on other people to, you know, help steer the the ship as it gets bigger and bigger and more complex. Well, Mike, I can certainly uh, see, you know, the passion, hear the passion in your voice. I, I know that when I, you know, have conversations with you in the past, you know, how, how passionate that you have been. And, and I, I, I know that's been a tremendous uh, help for you to, you know, to be able to help others and help uh, and see the, see the fruit of what you're doing. What is it, just out of curiosity, what is it that makes you optimistic about the future of Spectrum Technologies? So we have, you know, first and foremost, so we have a lot of leverage, a lot of knowledge to leverage, and we have, um, you know, a lot of relationships with major, major players. For example, in the golf industry, great relationships with the USGA and the PGA and those folks that host, you know, and prepare the conditions for playing on tournament day, you know, the major players like Toro and Rainbird. And so it's it's having worked in corporate America, it's it's great to be connected with these people, not only on a relationship basis, but to help them ac- accomplish what they set out to accomplish, help them meet their goals. And so, uh, you know, it's just, you know, continuing that and, and setting that example for others in the company to see, you know, where we bring value and help in the industry. Mike, it's been a, a real pleasure uh, talking with you today and, and learning about your business and learning about what's gotten you to where you are today after 33 years of founding uh, a great technology company. And uh, I just want to take a moment to ask you, uh, where can people connect with you and, and learn more about how you help people or learn more about Spectrum Technologies? And so, of course, uh, you know, we have a website, uh, www specmeters.com. And so there's, you know, an opportunity for people just to see what kind of technology is out there for growers. It's kind of entertaining. It's somewhat educational, even though you're not in the ag business, just to see what technology exists today to help growers, you know, that grow vegetables or wine grapes or prepare an NFL stadium for a day of football and so forth to see what kind of products there are to help them in that way. Um, you know, social media, we're active on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and so forth. So, uh, and we're trying to figure out how to do that social media part of it a little more effectively. But, uh, you know, we've always had a toll-free number. It's kind of interesting. We've always had a toll-free number. The first day I started the company, I called AT&T to get a toll-free number. The second thing I did is I got a Pitney Bowes mailing machine to put that label impression for postage. So when people got a catalog or a letter from Spectrum, they thought, boy, this is a big company. But no. Or more importantly, when you call Spectrum today, every time an actual person answers the phone, not an automated voicemail, right? (laughs) And it it kind of surprises people. People 
you know, I mean, that's all about relationship. That's what I like about agriculture. It's about family relationships, the work ethic, values and principles, helping our neighbors through tough times. And that's what's great about the industry. Mike, uh, it's been a true pleasure uh, hearing your journey and uh, hearing about, you know, some of the things that you've gone through. And I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing uh, about you and your company today with our listeners. Uh, and I uh, just want to say thanks. It's, it's always a pleasure. And I look forward to reconnecting with you again soon. Thank you very much, Mike. And thanks for the opportunity, Kevin. It's been an enjoyable conversation. Thanks for presenting us with this kind of opportunity to be a part of a podcast. My pleasure, Mike. The Lessons from the Boardroom podcast is sponsored by Chief Executive Boards. It's lonely at the top, but that doesn't mean you need to go it alone. We've got your back. At Chief Executive Boards, you have access to business best practices, insights, and resources that can help you eliminate the stress, anxiety, and pitfalls of running a business. Whenever you're ready, here's how we can help. Number one, get a copy of Kevin's book, In Search of Balance, The Business Owner's Guide to Building a Business and a Life at chiefexecutiveboards.com slash book. Number two, attend a Chief Executive Boards event in your area to find out if CEBI can help you. For a list of upcoming events in your area, go to chiefexecutiveboards.com slash events or call 864-527-5917.